everybody. Welcome to another episode of the And Here's Why podcast. This is the podcast where two friends debate their favorite topics. I'm Kate. And I'm Dan. And I'm back, baby. Uh, before we get into everything this week, Catherine, how are you? I'm okay. I had a day to myself. Kicked the wife out of the house? That's nice. No, she had. She went to go get baby <laughs> stuff with her mother. So, so I had most of the day to myself. So I started watching um, The New Mighty Ducks. That's a that's a movie, right? Not a not a series. No, it's a TV series. So I thought it was going to be a movie. Yeah, I thought it was a series and then you said something about it being a movie and I Yeah. I thought it you convinced me that it was I was completely <laughs> under the impression that it was a movie just based off of the trailers. It looked like it was going to be a movie. Nope, it's a series and I'm happy about it. <laughs> One of the podcasts I listened to, they talked about this a while back about the fact that this was in the making. They did two whole podcasts breaking down the Mighty Ducks movies and like the things in it and like talking about it and like wait what is this podcast because I need to listen to it so it's called uh it's sports with a question mark oh is that okay yeah back to the Mighty Ducks are you gonna try to watch it yeah I mean especially now that I know it's series I like things like that all about it. and the one kid is from Letterkenny right yeah he's yeah. uh he's not Jonesy he's the other one sure Shorzy no, Shorzy is the guy you don't see ever see the face. Oh of. yeah, Shorzy. Yeah, that's right. I can't. I can't remember their names. I can't either. I've watched it in a while. But the blonde-haired kid with the flow, mm-hmm. he's the coach of the Mighty Ducks in it. Yeah. Lauren Graham is the <laughs> hockey mom, and I just want to be her as a hockey mom. Yeah. Is it one where they're like releasing weekly? Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoy that. I think it's on Fridays too, so you can watch Winter Soldier Falcon guys. And then you can watch the Mighty Ducks right Well, I can't because I work way too many hours during the day on Friday. But Saturdays, Saturdays is when we usually watch those. I watched my movie that I chose for today's topic this morning. <laughs> and then and then I was like, I'm going to watch Mighty Ducks. But then I was rearranging my office space too today. So that was my morning. Yeah. Or my day, I guess. Did you watch um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier? I watched the first episode, yeah. I thought it was pretty good. I I'm really excited for the like seven different series that they're going to be doing. Do they know what all of them are? I think Loki's next. Loki is in June. Keeping those Disney Plus subscribers. <laughs> yeah. How was your day? Uh, not too bad. We relaxed. It was nice to have a, I mean, it was, I wish it was nice. Um, Socks when the nice days are the days I work. Look at, we're recording and it's still light outside. I feel like I have a whole day ahead of me still. I can't tell you how awesome it is because like, when I leave work now, it's been light every single day since yeah. <laughs> Daylight Savings. And trust me, I'm one that <laughs> I'll go on a rant here. Daylight Savings is the worst thing in the history of mankind. I don't understand I why it's still a thing nowadays. All it does is it fucks up humans' sleep schedules. It fucks up kids, especially. I know they're humans, too. But um, I mean, it fucks up dogs because dogs are used to yeah. eating at a certain hour yep. or a certain time or waking then, up at a certain time and waking up and going out to the bathroom and things like that. And I just it it doesn't make any sense to me that it's, it's not still, necessary anymore. Yeah, <laughs> it's not logically like necessary. Um, what we're talking about today. Well, today we're going to talk about the fact that Kate fired me last week. And that's why I wasn't here on last week's podcast. No, I had some stuff come up. And so she called upon her lovely wife and they put together a fun little thing for you guys. But nonetheless, it's going to happen. We're going to have days and times where we have to miss something. This is not our only life. So we'll do what we can. We already have 
like a handful of people that will jump in at any time to put together a fun podcast for you guys. We even have some that are ready whenever we get to these big, we have a couple of big topics that we're going to fight over. We have a couple of people lined up for those. We just got to put them together at some point. So and figure out how we're going to do it. They're going to be fun. Yeah. So today's podcast, we're just jumping right into it, right? Just going to yeah. go. Okay. So we're talking about what we think are the best book to movie adaptations. So for mine, I hope I don't get any hate for it because this is not one that I think anyone would have thought that anyone would choose. But if, if anything, I'm going to get the hate for mine, not you. But to hear why this is your... I feel like everyone favorite. that listens actually supports us and won't hate us for anything. So. That's fine. We'll, we'll grow those. So the book to movie adaptation that I chose to be the best slash the favorite, whatever we decided it to be, is The Princess Diaries. And here's why. Love it. Have you seen the movie, The Princess Diaries? <sighs> I've seen it like one time. Only once? Yeah. You used to play that on TV, on repeat, on like every channel. And you've only seen it once? I mean, like all the way through. Oh, okay. I've definitely seen other tidbits from here and there. I've just like sat down to watch the one movie all the way through. I think yeah. I've seen it once. So a lot of people actually don't know that this was based off of a book. And now you know. Yeah, now you know. If anyone who doesn't know, I'm going to start with like a description of the book really quick because I'm going to be more talk about the movie because that's kind of what this is about. But so the book is actually a series of young adult novels that's called The Princess Diaries, um, which was written by Meg Cabot. The Princess Diaries is the name of the series, but it's also the name of the first book, which was published in the year 2000. The series revolves around Amelia Mia. Thermopolis, a teenager in New York City who discovers that she is a princess of a small European principality Wow, called Genovia. I had a hard time saying that word. There was a total of 11 volumes for this book. Then in 2001 and 2004, two films were based off of the novel and they were produced by Walt Disney Pictures. Um, the author of the book thanks the films many times in interviews because she believes they help boost book sales as well as making her a success that she is today. I personally did not look up any other books that she did. I'm sure I know them, but I did not look them up because I wanted to talk a little bit more about the movie than the books. So I did watch this movie this morning and I still enjoy it <laughs> very, very much. So the differences, I'll start out with like their subtle differences. Like obviously the fact that the books were a series, not everything ever was touched on in the movies, but I feel like the movie itself did a very good job of condensing. There is two movies. The first one is just like the main story about how that teenager Mia Thermopolis becomes the heir to or the throne or the princess or whatever. And the second one is about a royal wedding type thing where she has to marry somebody, um, which the books like throughout the 11 go all the way up to that. The books are based in New York City. And the movie is based in San Francisco. All the characters and stuff are the same. The whole, like, she's the heir to the throne. She's being guided by her grandmother, who is the queen, to become the next queen, blah, blah, blah. But in the movie, the main thing is that she has to decide, Mia has to decide um, whether to claim the throne or renounce her title. So it's a really good movie. It's a fun movie. It's got Anne Hathaway in it as Mia Thermopolis. I don't know if you know this, but it was her film debut. Seriously, this one was? Yeah. And when I was watching it again this morning, I was like, there's no way. Because she's just so good. But then yeah. it's Anne Hathaway. She's just so good. 
Anne Hathaway went on to do like a whole bunch of other great movies. She did The Devil Wears Prada. Les Mis is a big, big one. Bride Wars, Ocean 8. And then Dan will like this, The Dark Knight Rises. She was Catwoman. Yeah, she was. So yeah, she like this. This was her jumping off point, And it's just like crazy when you watch the movie, just how good she is in it. And I feel like the movie, if they chose anyone else to play her, if they chose anyone else to play the grandmother who we'll get to next, um, I think it would be a really cheesy movie and not as good <laughs> as it was. But they have Anne Hathaway as a main character. And then they have Julie Andrews <laughs> as the grandmother. And I'm sorry, if you're putting Julie Andrews in your movie, it's gonna be good. I don't care what you say. She's one of the greatest actresses <laughs> of all time. I don't think there's anyone out there who doesn't know who Julie Andrews is. But if you don't, Sound of Music, Mary Poppins, there you go. She was in a hell of a lot of other ones, but those are the two main ones that everybody's gonna know her from. You might not know the name, but as soon as you hear that that's who that was, yeah, you'll know the face. Like The oh, face yeah. will pop up in your head. Because yeah. so. there's a lot of people out there, they don't know... They couldn't tell you any actor or actress from another one. But as soon as they see their face, they're like, oh, my God. Yeah, I've seen like 100 movies with that person in it. Yeah. So just I have two other notable actors in it. Um, Mandy Moore. It was back when she was like still transitioning from singing career to actor, which is funny. She played the mean bully cheerleader girl. And then Sandra Oh. Do you know who Sandra Oh is? I'm trying to think of the movie and see what like one person pops out to me but i can't i don't think so she's not really a main character in it she plays the principal anyone who doesn't know sandra oh by her name would know her from killing eve or the big one gray's anatomy which was all after the princess diaries just saying jumping off point for a lot of a lot of people it seems like and then one more thing just off of like people that are big names that were in the movie whitney houston Yes, the Whitney Houston, the singer, actress, producer, was one of the producers for The Princess Diaries. Bet you didn't know that. I did not. Mind blown. But yeah, so that that's just one of the reasons that it's a great movie. I mean, as far as relating it back to the best book to movie adaptation, there are a lot of movies that flop that were originally books because they don't get the right people to play the parts. Yep. And so that's a huge deal. For this is they got the right people so major names is my number one point number two point which i'm pretty sure i only have like two points but we'll find out as i talk but number two point is who the hell complains about the princess diaries no one have you heard anyone complain about this movie like they complain about like lord of the rings game of thrones harry potter like there's no fighting there's no fighting over princess diaries not to like stereotype anybody but I don't think I'm in the right book club uh, in regards to that, to have that argument with people. So I will say I've never argued with anybody or heard anybody argue about The Princess Diaries from book to movie, because I don't think I go to that book club exactly. I think I'm in the, uh, the other one. The other book club? So, yeah. The, the Fifty Shades book club? Dang, no, I should have picked Fifty Shades. Did you read Fifty Shades? No. <laughs> Did you see the movie? No. It'd be a tough one to pick then. <laughs> I mean, I think it would have pissed more people off. <laughs> like Fifty Shades. I think it would have been really funny for you to sit here and try to describe the scenes that are played out in the book versus in the movie and try to exactly. not make yeah. this a... Well, I'm not really going to play out scenes for this either, so I could get away with it. Well, you have to talk about how, had to have how close it. they were to each other. and yeah. uh, 
so like 50 shades like I didn't read the whole book but Samantha read I think the first one so like I read like a chapter from it and it was I mean I am not a writer so I'm not saying I'm better than this person at all but it was terribly written (laughs) so the fact that they went up and made a movie about it which was additionally what I've heard terribly written yeah I don't know but anyway you don't hear people complain about princess diaries it's true i literally don't don't. there aren't as far as i know i did not thoroughly uh sift through reddit but there are not any book versus movie princess diaries like argument uh threads on reddit it's the books are fun the movie's fun it's for everyone and i that's why like i had to choose this one i had to choose this one as my as the best one because it doesn't create fights you know what I mean? Like it doesn't create arguments. And I know that some people will say like, oh, that's that's what makes it not great. But I'm sorry. When I want to read a book or when I want to sit down and watch a movie, I want to just have fun. I don't want to yeah. argue with someone about which one's better. It has the greatest late 90s, early 2000s playlist of like pop music. Does matter. Does matter. The movie ends with a bop of a song. I was literally <laughs> dancing <laughs> around, was dancing around in my basement at, at the end of the movie. <laughs> Pop up a song. I like it. If I if I could legally play it on the podcast, I would. And I won't sing a little bit. Well, I was I'll gonna say you can sing it. You can sing it and get away with it. So I'll save everyone from that. Feel free. No. <laughs> can you tell anybody what the name of the song is? Oh yeah, it's uh Miracles Happen by okay. somebody. Hold on. Well, someone it's correct. Someone had to have written on and sang that song. By Myra. The movie itself is fun for everybody. Yeah, I mean, I'm not arguing with that. I think that the, I think it was a funny movie. I've, yeah. like I said, I've it's hilarious. just watched it the one time. And the other times that I've seen, like, bits and pieces of it, I've, it's funny. It's just not something that, I used to hate re-watching movies because I already knew what was happening. And yeah. my stupid brain wouldn't let me forget those things. So it just kind of ruined the movies for me. But I've since kicked myself in the high knee and made myself rewatch a bunch of movies and TV shows just because they are freaking hilarious. Rewatch it with your daughter. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> might be a couple years before that, but when this podcast is still around in seven years, we will circle back and we'll tell you how that went. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, she can watch it now. <laughs> she could. She does watch, uh, she w- She watched WandaVision with us and she really liked it, especially the episode where they, where they went from like the black and white to the color in the next one uh, well i don't think that was all in the same i think that was two separate uh, like transition into two episodes but well they did the one where they like kind of like went back and like they um so they like because t- her powers were and stuff were going like faulty so everything was like switching yeah. back and forth well yeah because like the one episode where the i think it was a helicopter showed up in color and then the next one became mm-hmm. we watched those two back to back because we skipped a week yeah and she watched it with us, and she, I think she really liked the the colors. And she, I mean, we were sitting there at lunch, we were eating lunch, watching them, and she was just nomming away, watching the TV, and like pointing at things. She likes to point at things and like not tell us what she's thinking, but she's just like, <laughs> like, oh, did you oh. see that? Didn't say anything. It's like, <laughs> nice. Oh yeah. Did you? Well, okay. <laughs> at the very least, you can have a little dance party at the end with the bop that's at the end. <laughs> <laughs> gonna download the the uh soundtrack on i think Spotify. that you'll remember the song when you hear it probably i think everyone will i feel like even if you haven't seen this movie somehow 
you're gonna know this song (laughs) and i'm pretty sure that it's basically from this movie i know i always say like i do short and sweet but i like to try to keep mine short and sweet but that's really why i think it's the best to me because it's something that there isn't going to cause this back and forth with people and it's fun for everybody and it actually and i know i didn't talk much like about like the 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 similarities and the differences but there really aren't that many differences besides the fact that the story is more drawn out in the book which is all books every book yeah and they're in a different city but the from new york city to san francisco like but it's still genovia that she's supposed to be the princess of like it's still her grandmother comes into town i think i think the story of her father is different from the books in the movie but it's not so different that it's like messes with the story at all so it's not really if there was an argument for it i don't think there would be like a tan like a good tangible argument for it but other than that it's like it's pretty straightforward <laughs> book to yeah. book to movie yeah i mean short and sweet that's why i think the princess diaries is the best book to movie adaptation well we appreciate your opinion kate all right so i kind of went the same route that you did and i didn't i didn't necessarily do it because again if you if we went based on like the best you'd be looking at who followed word by word page by page to get the exact translation from book to movie and that's not really doesn't really always make it the best in in my opinion mm-hmm. plus it's a lot of work for us to sit and go through the movie that we choose and be like where exactly yeah. are their details wrong like i got the basis of it it's good <laughs> yeah exactly and honestly like humans need to get the psychology out of their own head that movies can only be a certain amount of time. Someone created this concept years back when movies started kicking off that there's like a certain time frame for every different genre of movie that people will sit through and, and watch. Get that out of your head. You want a great movie? Make it a four-hour movie. Who cares? If it's going to be a great movie, make it a four-hour movie. Stop saying that everything needs to be a two-hour movie and you throw half the details away because you can't keep all the storyline in. I think that works more for like now at home. I think if people had to sit in a movie theater for four hours, I don't think it would go over as well. Listen, I watched Endgame three times opening weekend, and that was a three hour and 15 minute movie. And if you get the right movie, you you won't care how long it is. I also don't like movie theaters. Yeah, well, I only like because the popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Which you can have at home. Yeah, it doesn't. It's not always the same. (laughs) But anyways, I mean, people go to plays and musicals and stuff where there's intermissions. Why can't you do the same thing in a a four hour movie? Why can't you have a two hour intermission? Yeah. And give everybody 15 minutes and then or 20 minutes, whatever, and then come back to it. This is another hot button for me. If you if you're wondering, (laughs) because I have a lot of favorite movies that have been ruined by the concept of time being kept and saying that, oh, it can only be a two hour movie because no one will sit through it. And you notice it too, because movies you'll in a lot of the movies, because you'll see like, oh, there's like all this time, all this progression and build up, and then it just like ends. And it's like, yep. You did you like just cut out all the best stuff just over time? Or you just you know you talk back through it and you're like, what happened to this storyline? What happened to this plot yeah. that like seemed like it was touched on and someone talked about some things and then it was like no one ever touched back to that. And that's or... why TV shows are better than movies. Yeah, I mean that's why like the miniseries is that they're doing where they're like six episodes an hour long each yeah are just as great but that's a whole yeah different <laughs> argument for a different day so i picked 
one that was very close to me when I was younger. Um, I read this book a couple years after it first came out. I was the same age as the main character in it. Kind of hit me a little bit differently and made me really like invest in it and really care to pay attention to it. So with that being said, I think the best ones are the Harry Potter movies. And here's why. Harry Potter. I know Kate, Kate's shaking her head. No, but if you know anything about me, Harry Potter is right up there with some of the some of my favorite things. Harry Potter originally came out first book in 1997. I was probably eight, depending on what time of the year that came. I think it came out mid year. So I was I was seven and a half. Wait, we got to math out. this. So 1997. <laughs> I did. I did the math on it, but I'm trying to remember. I think it came out in the middle of the year. So I was like seven and a half. I definitely didn't get this book when I was seven and a half. It was probably about, I was probably about nine when it came out and Harry Potter in the you know first book is 11 years old. So I, with my imagination running wild, absolutely invested in this book and loved it to the point where I can't even tell you how many times I read all seven books over and over and over again. And I've never done that with any, there's probably one other book series that I've done that with, but it's probably 30 times more than the second book series. And even still to this day, like I, I mean, I'm 31 and still, want to want to be in this wizarding world and do all these things that all these wizards and you know mythical creatures and all, i want to be in that world rather than this crappy world that we well, i think everybody would rather time. be in that world yeah the last book came out in 2007 uh and the first movie came out in 2001 that was philosopher's stone or as we like to call it over here the sorcerer's stone because nobody here knows what a philosopher is so we had to change it here in America. That's philosophy, no. <laughs> Not a philosophy, it's a sorcerer. Duh. Uh, so we changed that to Sorcerer Stone. That was 2001. Um, Mr. Daniel Radcliffe, uh, Rupert Grint, Emma Watson, which is a great cast. And you kind of touched on this with yours. I can't imagine any other characters. Like, I can't imagine, like, someone could have played this character better throughout the duration of all eight movies this is where I, this is one of my hot buttons on this they made the the seventh book into two movies and they split it and it was a couple months i think in between because they they filmed it all at once but they just released it two different times there's no reason they couldn't have taken these books that are gigantic books i mean the first book is maybe an inch thick for the original versions to the point where the last one's like two inches thick of pages and story and there's no reason, that, in my opinion, that they couldn't have done all this together. And But anyways, I digress. So the movies and books, obviously, like we've just said, there's a lot of details. I'm not going to go into all the details of like what was missed. And this would be a very long episode if you did. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. And that's I had there's seven books and eight movies. I'm not going to do that and bore anybody. But everybody knows that all, the, all these movies are going to be missing some details. Again, because they just have to keep it to a certain time that they can't keep putting all the details in there. But I don't think they missed a lot. I don't think they missed anything that was like, if you go watch all the movies and read all the books, nobody's like outrageously like, oh, you totally missed this entire thing. I can't believe it. I'm never going to watch another one. It's not the case. You kept the same main storyline. You had some great side plot details in there. It's all that matters. Obviously the books, in my opinion, are going to be better if you have the right imagination, because there's an unbelievable 
amount of detail and descriptive descriptions in there of like all these things. And in my head, remembering from what I read to what actually came onto the screen was so, so cool to think like I read these words and imagined these things just, just the same. And they came out on a movie theater and it was like, it's exactly what I think I envisioned in my own head as to what I was being described in this book. And I think that's one of the reasons that I loved it so much, like seeing them and then, you know, seeing it every, every year when they came out with a new one for the movies was just a lot of fun. Um, I still have all the original seven books from when I, I mean, when I was nine years old. So what is that? 99, I think. When I say that, I mean, they're all in like pretty good condition, obviously. My little Dustin now, nowadays, but. You mean you didn't just bite off a page as a child? <laughs> <laughs> did not i was such a dork about it like it's a hard cut they're hard covers but they have like that little yeah the paper paper around it i would like take the paper off i'd i'd set it nicely somewhere where it wouldn't get touched and then i'd read the book and then when i was done with the book i'd go put the paper back on and make sure the paper on the outside kept nice and neat yeah. i always hated those covers i always want to take them off and just have the bare book yeah but these ones the bare book is just it's a the spine is one color and then the yeah. Um, like there's no, there's no picture or nothing like on yeah, the, on the I books. know that's so clean I, to me. That looks mm, so clean. And you just got the know. title, title author, boom, clean. I think they look nice, but I just think they look a lot better with the covers on the whole story. If you don't know, you probably live under a rock, but you should definitely go read them. If you have an imagination and you love fantasy stuff, it's about a boy who doesn't know that he's a wizard and then his 11th birthday shows up. And this wizard shows up and says, you're a wizard. Whoa, wait, hold on. Correlation. Mine was a girl who didn't know she was a princess. And then her grandmother shows up and finds out she's a princess. Harry Potter doesn't know he's a wizard. Old person shows up, tells him he's a wizard. (laughs) Yeah. Finds out that his parents, who he thought died in a car accident, uh, he eventually finds out that they didn't die in a car accident. They died to one of the most vicious wizards in the wizarding world. Um, and then they do a big song and dance back and forth through seven books, eight movies. I think they're fun. Even now, uh, my wife and I watch them. We'll have weekends where we're just like, if we turn the TV on, we're going to have a Harry Potter binge weekend. And we'll go through them from one to eight all the way through. And then we'll start back over. She always wants to skip five. Five is the one with uh, Professor Umbridge. <laughs> the the one that your wife cosplayed as. Oh, yeah. Was that Remember? the same one where Dobby does? Yes. Okay. Order of the Phoenix is that one. There was one time that you guys you guys came over and like Harry Potter was on. His, his, and, uh-huh. and we had to, you guys were on your way out the door or something. And Harry Potter was on. And it was like the Dobby scene. And like both my wife and your wife started like crying. <laughs> Yep, we were trying to leave before it happened, and those chatty, those chatty Cathy's that they are just kept yapping at each other, and all, all of a sudden we're into the part where Dobby dies. We call them the chatty Cathy's, but they don't have a podcast together. We do. <laughs> well, one of them has a podcast. The other one, I don't know why she doesn't have a podcast. She did. She had like a solo one, um, but she just stopped, hated, didn't really like doing it by herself anymore, so she stopped doing it. Well, she's got friends out there in the world. I'm sure she can get someone to podcast I mean, she did with. a really good job on mine. She sounded professional on mine, on ours. <laughs> okay, way to look us, make us look bad. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So the franchise of Harry Potter uh, was written by J.K. Rowling. And I just want to put it out there that the movies and the books are great. And a lot of things about the Harry Potter universe are great. But I don't believe in a lot of things that J.K. Rowling does. So I'm not in any way promoting her or giving her more money. So maybe borrow the book from somebody else. Don't buy it. She's... um... Yeah, do you ever think that there are... I mean, obviously, she owns the books because um, she wrote them. So she owns them. And mm-hmm. I'm sure she owns some sort of rights to the movies. Yeah, she sold um, the movie rights to somebody, but she gets like yeah. basically royalties. I wonder if from there's ever going to try to be um, if she to, uh, like a disconnect from the movies and her. It'd be hard for anyone to do it because like Warner Brothers would have to be the only one where they'd have to like buy outright the, the movies. Because I feel like you'd even have to buy out the rights of the book, which I feel like would be very difficult. They could separate the two, technically, but I mean, I imagine they could separate the two, but I, th- yeah. you'd, I feel like someone would have to pay her an awful There'd lot be a lot of lawyers involved in a lot of that. So if J.K. Yeah. Rowling could just kind of fade away, that'd be great. She's one of those human beings that how do you not have a public relations person that you're because you're famous and... Someone should tell you to shut the fuck up sometimes. She wrote books (laughs) that made people feel like they were a part of something, no matter who they were. And then here she is out there judging people for who they are. That makes no goddamn sense. Why is what you're writing different from what you're speaking out of your mouth hole, lady? And it's just, I don't know. I don't understand how you can write those words and not feel them. Yeah. Um, Although, fun fact about her. The only other thing I'll say about this whole thing. um, Her writing of this all came from her sitting in a train station. Uh, She had four different train delays where she just sat there at a train station for hours and hours on end and started coming up with the idea and concept of Harry Potter and a wizard and all like watching all the people go by and, you know, the whole train station situation um, about people leaving and going into a different world all from just sitting there on a train delay. So uh, I thank you, train delays. It was nice of you to do that for us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, again, it's just my opinion. I think those are the greatest because I f- grew up with them. I was in a very, like, that age. Those are formative years, and I think those things were fun for me. And I, in my never wanting to grow up mind, I will always love those things. So, um, yeah, I think that's it for why I think those things are great. You're not even going to say what house you are? Oh, you know, I've never done the the official, like... The Pottermore one? The Pottermore. But, I mean, come on. You know where I'd be, Kate. I can ask my wife. She's very good at picking people up. I'd be, I'd be Gryffindor, for sure. <laughs> I'm a leader. I feel like Gryffindors wouldn't call themselves Gryffindors. <laughs> I feel like you're Slytherin. Listen, you put the hat on, you can pick, it, pick your own, okay? Watch the movie. You'd <laughs> no. know that. I'm a Hufflepuff and I am proud. I almost, oh, you know what? I did wear my Harry Potter shirt. Is that the one that like the map that like disappears or whatever? No, this is, uh, it's just a, it's just a map with like Gringotts and Diagon Alley and Nocturne Alley and all that stuff. I did not. I actually had to, um, those sweatshirts that we got when our Mm -hmm. wives did those cosplays. Yeah. I had to donate it because it got shrunked in the laundry. (laughs) like way too small yeah it shrunk in the laundry gate no i actually really like that I'm like i kidding. don't like harry potter because 
I don't like Harry Potter because I don't like Harry Potter. I don't like his story. I love everything about the world. So if the story was a little bit different, Harry Potter was just picked out of it. And then the story was still there. Well, they, I mean, and that's another thing is like, they're, they're starting to do more like with the fantastic beasts. Yeah. The fantastic beasts. I like those. Yeah. Which is, which is pre Harry Potter world, but obviously all like it all intertwines. Harry Potter. Awesome. People who wrote it, not. So clearly my uh, argument for this was better, but. Okay. Just because you didn't have a shitty human being that wrote the book doesn't make mine a bad argument. Okay. So we don't want to just jump right into some taking infields then? Uh, no. I want to give some suggestions. Oh, right. I got two of them. Okay. The books are Aragon, Eldis, and... Oh, they did make the first one. Yeah, they did make a really shitty Aragon movie. My brother read those books. <laughs> so that one that I actually have as my true recommendation, that was just the one that popped in my head just now. It's a it's Alice in Wonderland. It's it's a different take on Alice in Wonderland. It's called The Looking Glass Wars. Yeah, you told me about this. Tried to tell everybody that I know about it. There's three of them. The writer is Frank Bedor, B-E-D-D-O-R. Um, I probably definitely mispronounced that. There's three of them. Uh, the, again, this is like the descriptions and the way they like talk about the characters. Like you, there's some there's some illustrations in there from time to time, but you just you could if you have the imagination you can see exactly what's going on based on the book and the words that they're using which is mostly what you're looking for um yeah. i mean that's all i'm looking for most so you of the basically time. just want a movie that is specific to the looking glass wars yes because it's instead of being like an alice in wonderland yeah because it's more of a militaristic take on alice in wonderland I mean, these books, I've read them. This is the one I was telling you about that the Harry Potter series is what I've read the most of. And then this is the one that I've probably read the second most just because it's such a cool take on Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, just go read it. I think if they made that storyline into a movie, a series of movies, or even a even if you wanted to go like an animated TV series, I think it could be so cool. Yeah. But what do I know? I'm just a guy, a podcast with his best friend. Oh, that was an adorable okay. way to end that. And now taking infield. <laughs> um, so I think we are good with two this week. Yeah, I had two. I was going to try to come up with a third one through us talking, but I didn't come up with one. So yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, You can go first this time if you want. All right. So I want to proceed this with Kate because I know exactly what you're going to say. I'm not being sexist by asking this question. Okay. Oh, geez. This is going to be a situation. What is your favorite burner on the stove? Because everyone has one. And I'll tell you mine when you're done. I get why you're saying it's not a sexist thing. <laughs> well, I know that you would I know that you would jokingly say that. No. I had to beat you to it. Favorite burner on the stove. Everyone has one. Which one I think do you this is the, the first most? time too that you didn't ask one that was related to what we were talking about first. Yeah. I hate that I'm thinking a lot about this. It, yeah, you should just be like when I walk up to the stove, this is when I turn on every time. Well, it changed. That's why it's difficult. When we first moved in, it was the front right one. Uh -huh. But as of late, I, both me and my wife, I'm pretty sure, are using the front left one a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Mine's the front right one. I don't know why, but it just... It I feel like a lot of people's is the front right one. <laughs> good first, <laughs> good first uh, question. Uh, mine's You're related, welcome. kind of. 
Um, do you have a type or a genre of book you always go to? Yes, absolutely. Um, because I want my mind to wander and think. So I always go with like a fantasy, not sci-fi, because that's to what could actually happen. But so like more of fantasy in the realm of like the Looking Glass Wars, Harry Potter, um, things that are like you're probably never going to see in your lifetime yeah. type situations that they make your mind actually have to drift into a different world when you're reading it. Those are the kinds I look for. I um, I like biographies or autobiographies. Mm-hmm. Um, I like more of like their own personal ones. So autobiographies. I like autobiographies uh, more than biographies, but I like hearing people's stories, like of people that I actually like. I'm not just like reading all these random people. Like I have Lauren Graham's book. Um, I have Felicia Day's first book, which by the way, Felicia Day's first book, really freaking good. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, like I, I just always, I like when somebody I like has a book out and I just want to read about them. Um, maybe that makes me creepy. I don't know. Well, uh, you are creepy, but I don't think that's the reason that you're no. creepy. Whatever. All right, so my next one, again, nothing to do with things that we were talking (laughs) about today. I don't know why this popped in my head, though. What is your favorite drunk food? Like, not just you're drinking and you want to eat something. Like, you got drunk and you know you need to eat something. What's your go-to? I mean, I'm going to be so basic, but usually pizza. Like, even if it's just like a frozen pizza. Like, if we're coming home from somewhere, like, obviously, the drunk person's not driving but we'd have to stop at the store and pick up either a frozen pizza or have it delivered depending on the time pizza that's fair um i want to say it's grilled cheese but like i don't get grilled cheese enough when i'm drunk like i want it every time because you have to make it like make if you actually physically have to like make i mean i know frozen pizza is still making something but it's kind of scary on a stove yeah but i mean like the one i want the most is definitely grilled cheese but the one that we have the most is pizza, like you said. Pizza, or we used to do we used to do uh, calzones. In regards to cosplay, we have done a couple of them. But who do you want to cosplay as next? You can say who you've already have if you want. To. I've cosplayed not. I've not gone as hardcore on uh, some of them, but the one that I was my favorite to do was the Robin costume. I really liked doing that one. And then I've done like an Anakin Skywalker when from episode three where he's like ready to turn he's very dark and stuff like that i think you just brought up the idea of this the other day didn't you um (laughs) power rangers Rangers. (laughs) we could definitely do the power rangers that'd be a fun one i think that would be more fun than serious cosplay because you could just buy that outfit it's not even worth like trying to make it yeah buy the onesie yeah (laughs) but i think if i was gonna go and like hardcore do one and like like go to new york comic-con or san diego comic-con mm-hmm. i think i would do one of the dragon ball z characters gotta get ripped what do you mean i already am kate <laughs> <laughs> i mean dan is ripped <laughs> that's what they make body suits for kate cover some stuff up uh i think i would do one of those characters if i was gonna do something next like if I if we did like a group one, if there was a handful of people that wanted to get together to do one, I think the Avatar, um, the last airbender, I think that would be a fun one to do. Um, I've only done I believe I've only done one cosplay. Have I done any others? I did. So I did Lara Croft from Tomb Raider. 
Lara. The newer ones. Um, and then at the same time, my wife did the Angelina Jolie version. <laughs> and, sure. Yeah. And I, I, I want to, I don't know what I'm going to do next. I do want to do something different once the world opens back up. And if I'm able to get to a Comic-Con again, um, even if it's just a local one. But I definitely want to revamp Laura Croft's one. Um, have it look a little bit nicer. I don't have much of it left because it got destroyed at New York Comic Con. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it's in pieces. So I'm gonna have to rebuild, uh, remake uh, pieces of it. But definitely want to revamp Laura Croft. Yeah, we can. I mean, we could. It could be one that we spend a lot more time in doing. Also, because I think when we did those ones, we we decided I think like a month maybe. Very late. Was, like gotta like. Well, we did the registration when we were doing it, and then randomly we were just like wait we're going to this and we're not going to yeah. cosplay like let's throw a cosplay yeah. together and we all end up throwing yeah. a cosplay together and then not that i think we our cosplays were bad by any means but no i i loved it for my first try a month worth of planning versus versus uh i mean some of these yeah. people spend years like every year they make a new thing for right. their next because i think those are about six months apart san diego and new york yeah. a handful of months away from um them. but it'll be fun hopefully that's something we can do again in the future. Get our kids involved in the cosplays. Yeah, right. That'd be fun. All right. Okay, so I think that's the pod. Yeah. Um, you can find us over on Twitter and Instagram at and here's why pod. Subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Yeah, give us some suggestions on books to read. Yeah, and maybe suggest something for us to argue about if you want. Do that. Yeah, throw some suggestions out there for that. All right, and we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.